Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Mitchell Krieger, Associate CIO at the Cleveland Clinic. In this segment, Krieger talks about the biggest challenges organizations face in meeting meaningful use too, the role C-suite leaders must play in any project, and Cleveland Clinic's recent collaboration with Dell. It makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, when you, when you have these best practices, to, to share them, I mean that there's no need for for people to to reinvent the wheel when when you know you figured out a way that it works. Exactly. So, um, can you kind of walk through like um, how does this usually go? Do you do you go to a certain organization and how do you kind of uh, you know start to um, share these practices? Uh, well, most most of our most of this external work really comes from inquiries that are directed to the Cleveland Clinic. So um, mm-hmm. you know we. You know, certainly the health IT, uh, there's a bit of a network and, you know, leaders talk to one another, but we get a lot of calls from other organizations that are looking to either improve the way they use their electronic health records or uh, to actually implement a new electronic health record. So those inquiries, you know, result in in, an early engagement to try and assess what their uh, needs are, and then we see if there's a, a good match and to see if we can work together. What do you think? Uh, what are some of the, the the biggest challenges that you see in in the you know the practices that that are looking to roll it out? Well, I think the the challenges that many um, health systems are facing right now are related to meeting uh, you know requirements related to you know meaningful use stage two and and other uh, mandates and you know. Reaching meaningful use stage one was fairly uh, straightforward, um, and a lot of health systems were able to to do that. Um, unfortunately, meaningful use stage two is a is really a sort of a heavier lift. There's more uh, requirements and more um, uh, technical challenges related to that, and, and it's also operational challenges on how you use those tools. And so, what we're finding is many uh, systems are are looking to organizations like the Cleveland Clinic to help them, you know, in those challenges. You know, we we have a very talented team that that's worked on those sorts of things and has, you know, allowed us to, um, you know, meet the requirements of of you know stage stage two and initially stage one and now stage two, and so we're able to take those capabilities and then you know leverage them as part of our of our consulting. Um, experience are there is there a particular aspect of stage two that that kind of comes up a lot as being as being more challenging than others well, I think uh, probably two things um, things related to um, uh, patient engagement um, and um, delivering uh, information to the patient um, is has been a challenge and then issues uh, surrounding uh, electronic exchange of information. Uh, between um, organizations, um, you know, interoperability of of, of uh, systems is, is certainly uh, difficult, and and so these requirements for uh, exchange of information, you know, places a, a sort of more um, strain on that system that's already you know very difficult to uh, to to navigate. Right now. 
you had said that these are, you know, organizations that, that are reaching out to the Cleveland Clinic, so, you know, they, they want that assistance, but do you still find that there is some resistance when you go in and, and do this training, and or, or there is some, you know, still kind of some hesitancy? Um, well, I think you really have to sort of break it down onto to who you're engaging. So, yeah. you know, initially when we when we work with another organization, that engagement is usually um, initiated by the you know leadership or, or C-suite, and and certainly you know this is something that they're looking for. So so that level of engagement is is um, easier. Um, when you start getting into actual engagement of the end users and the caregivers, then yeah, I mean, just as with any uh, technology initiative, there's um, potential resistance and, and difficulties, and you know that's where change management and um, communicating you know what you're trying to do you know, is is so important, uh, and that requires efforts on our part, but also requires efforts on the you know sponsors at the organization. Uh, to to deliver those messages that we're working together to try and you know meet some goal or fulfill some some goals. Yeah, I imagine that that's a tough dynamic because uh, you know obviously leadership wants to uh, wants to move forward, but uh, you know you have to have that that engagement. And is there is there anything particular you that can be done by by you to to try to help with the change management piece, or do you, or is it like you said you just you having to work with leadership? And and the staff as well. Well, I, I think ultimately that that sort of engagement is the responsibility and uh, of the of the local leadership. But but mm-hmm. what we can do as an organization that's working with them is to you know share our experiences and how we've handled those same change management um, uh, challenges and you know best practices around you know communications and around uh, around training and things like that and hopefully they're able to you know follow similar strategies and and be and be successful with them but but ultimately those things need to be initiated by the by the local leadership it can't be done by an outside entity because that that won't right. be well received it needs to be done by you know the people most closely aligned with with the with the caregivers yeah absolutely now what uh, what kind of uh, staff do you have with you um doing the training um, well, we have uh, sort of a variety of, of staff. There's dedicated staff that that works on uh, our ambulatory offering through uh, my practice um, community and and some of my practice healthcare solutions. Uh, but then, as we enter into other types of of uh, projects, then we pull uh, staff from our internal resources to help um, you know, augment those those needs. Uh, we also have uh, relationships with um, other uh, entities, uh, one in particular with uh, uh, Dell that that uh, we we do some collaboration with that allows us to uh, sort of augment uh, staff requirements as needed, so we can you know flex up um, as the need arises for larger engagements. Uh, so so we we can pull staff and we can pull personnel from a number of different places depending upon the uh, the needs of the of the project. Okay, so, but you would have, um, you have people who are clinicians as well? Oh, yes, yes. Um, our, you know, our our core staff, you know, our analysts and builders and things like that are, um, 
you know, IT focus, but but generally have you know clinical backgrounds. But we have uh, physicians and nurses and other other caregivers that participate in both the development and the uh, implementation of of all these uh, systems. I'm sure that that's something that can certainly make a difference so that, you know, a person who's being trained can can turn to them and say, okay, well, how did you actually do this? And, you know, how did right. you incorporate this into your workflow? Right. And, and I think that's it's important both in the training but also from the development. Um, you know, if, if workflows are developed by people that don't, don't truly understand the nature of what need be done, then you you don't end up with a, a product that's going to be acceptable to generally acceptable to, to the end users. But if the end users are really the, the core uh, group of people that identify the workflow and help to um, develop the, the end product or the end the experience for that end user, then you have a much greater likelihood of it being accepted by the you know sum total of users rather than um, something that's that's developed in a vacuum without end user input. Right, right. Now, you, you mentioned a little bit about uh, Dell. Um, now, this is something that it was uh, announced earlier this year, I guess, or kicked off earlier this year. Um, Correct. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, we, we've worked with Dell for a number of years on in various capacities, and uh, this uh, collaboration uh, really does two things. One is um, Dell has a uh, Dell provides an expertise in uh, both the uh, hardware infrastructure and architecture that's needed to run many of our EHR systems. They they offer both a hosted solution as well as a not hosted solution, um, but at on a platform that that is at a lower price point than what is traditionally used for say Epic Epic installs or Epic implementations. So by combining our expertise, their expertise in in hardware, and, and they have you know experience with with uh, healthcare consulting and our expertise in use of the EPIC platform and understanding the uh, needs of the um, caregivers, um, it, it, it provides a sort of a compelling uh, solution that we can offer other other organizations. All right, interesting. So really doing a lot uh, as far as all of the... Uh you know, external business. That that's something that seems like it's really become a, a big focus of Cleveland Clinic uh, in recently. Well, yeah, I think there's there's different ways for an organization to expand. Um, you can expand through, you know, building new hospitals and and you know, buying hospitals and things like that, or, or you can expand by partnerships with other other health systems. And you know, certainly through. Uh, partnerships, you know, the, the nature of, of, of health information technology allows us to, um, you know, connect uh, through our information and provide um, better care for patients that are often shared by, by health systems. So if we can sort of expand that footprint in that manner through this, you know, network of engagement with other health systems, it's a really a more sort of cost-effective way to um, expand and, and deliver care uh, to patients no matter where they're located. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.